wig? Did you just say wig? Wig, okay. Are you ready? Are you ready? No. Work, because we're recording. <laughs> um, hi, hi, I'm Mart here. I'm Steve Tepper. And this is Wig It Out. <laughs> oh, we are already so loud. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Work. What are we doing today, Caitlin? Today we have an actual drag family, like a real one this time. Like Ooh. more than just like blood, like, you know, a drag family. <laughs> It's more than blood. It's calm. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. So today we have Freya Ray and Felicia. Hi. Hi, New guys. York Zone. Hey. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> that was so masculine. masculine. Uh, Thanks, Mom. <laughs> so, guys, how did you meet? Um, I like, think it was at the bathhouse. Yeah, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> but who blew who? No <laughs> just peeing <laughs> work. that seems to be a theme with you guys <laughs> i honestly don't know how you met though like how did you actually meet so it was like i feel like it was exactly two years ago or just over two years ago it was like november of 17 and i was doing um a gig in brooklyn that mom was also booked at and i fell in love at first sight and after the gig uh, we're all just like hanging out in the back and I go up to them and I'm like I want you to be my drag mom and mom was like no <laughs> <laughs> I see it was a loving relationship and that was Freya by the way since we need to introduce yeah. each other's voices. hi I'm Freya so <laughs> then after talking for maybe like 20 minutes about it going around in circles drunkenly um, Fool was like go up on stage right now and perform a song and my iPad was there and Candy for Mandy Moore was the song that was played. And I was really bratty. And I was like, my wig's going to fall off because I was a baby. And I didn't glue or pin my wig down. And mom's like, I don't care, perform. <laughs> so already, like, <laughs> you know, being a great mom from the start. <laughs> um, But, like, full disclosure, you... I felt like you were going up to everybody and calling them mommy. No, it was you. It was, I feel like, though, no... <laughs> well, wait... I have a few friends like Dottie and like the Westchester girls where I just call them mommy and they call me mommy, but it's not like actual mom. It's moms. not like drag mom. We just call each other mommy like out of like familiar love. But so maybe that confused you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then I would see you at like drag wars at pieces and random places out and I would just go up to you every time and be like, I want you to be my mom. Like, I set my sights on you because I thought you were really talented and stunning. Oh, <laughs> What's it been like being a drag mom? Well, mm, you old lady. <laughs> you old, well, old I lady. I pushed it off forever because I didn't, I didn't think I was um, ready. I didn't want a child. <laughs> that was like something that would happen until I was well into my drag career but um she was premature I don't know. <laughs> well how long have you been doing drag I've been doing drag for two and one half years 
Cool. So you're still oh. pretty new to it. So it's interesting to have a drag kid that young. I have a drag baby, I guess, still in my own. That, so that's why it was weird. Yeah. But I, I'm a veteran performer. Like, I've been performing for 20 years. So yeah. Doing what? Uh, actor, singer, uh, dancer. I went to a conservatory for acting. And I did musical theater when I was... Super, I started singing when I was 16. And then I went straight into musical theater. Ooh. So, Musical theater queen. Yeah. And then I got my degree in acting. Oh, in oh. Art. yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Good for you, <laughs> sis. Top five. Oh. <laughs> so you guys both have a connection with a certain drag race performer. Can we talk about Dusty Rebottoms? <laughs> my grandma. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Mm. Well, I would say I think six months in uh, to starting drag. I was, uh, basically, I was born at Look Queen. I know, which I used to see you at. That's how I knew you. I didn't know that. So that's where I was born. That's, like, the first place I ever performed, and that's where I started learning. And uh, six months into being there, at the time, Dusty was the host. Because mm-hmm. um, Bob had left by that time. But yeah, Bob was busy. Yeah, Bob was already on Drag Race. Yeah. Yes. That's when I used to go to Look Queen. <laughs> so I want to say, like, actually... Four or five months in, I started to ask people for feedback and advice because that's where I come from. Like, how my I guess my training, I'm used mm-hmm. to like getting feedback, and I wasn't getting a lot of feedback because I think that most people they don't they're like afraid to give you feedback because they think you're you're gonna cry, you're yeah, you're red or something. <laughs> yeah, but I don't mind that. So um, <laughs> I remember going to Dusty and asking uh, for some feedback and. Um, and he know he gave me some feedback, and then <clears throat> a month later, I had I think I had won I had won the December what's it called prelim prelim yeah, yeah. I won the prelim in December, and then a month later, the whole rule was that you judge the next preliminary. I don't remember that. Yeah, <laughs> one one preliminary you would judge the next preliminary. That sounds vaguely familiar because I think Sherry Va- Pie. Used to do that a lot. Because uh, she, she, she kept winning. Yeah, she kept winning. <laughs> wow. So, Seems like a theme with her. But, um, yeah. So then in January, when I was hosting, I did this, like, epic Joan of Arc number. Ooh. And afterwards, Dusty was like, I need to talk to you. <laughs> and she's like, I was wondering if you wanted to be in my house. And I was like, what does that mean? And she goes... She goes, basically, like, my friends are your friends. Whatever help you need, I give it to you. I'm basically your mom. And I was like, I said, give me 24 hours to think about it. And I did. I thought about it for 24 hours. (laughs) And I texted her and I said, yes. (laughs) I talked to my ex about it. My ex, I always go to my ex for advice. He's like, he's like, "Um, you're stupid. Say yes. Yeah, right? (laughs) How has Dusty been as a mom? Um, Dusty's been, you know... She's she's very she's she's kind of like hands free hands off a little bit, you know, <laughs> which is it's funny because that's not what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, I guess what's good about it is kind of she kind of allows me to like do whatever I want. She's not rulesy or regimented. It's not like having a pageant mom, you know, who's like, yeah. you can't do this. Mm. Um, I feel like Dusty always did her own thing. Yeah. In New York, even before Drag Race, like yeah. But I would say like my makeup went from, you know, 
fine to really good in two weeks. Because of Dustin? Oh, she taught you? People were like, whoa. People like they would stop me. Shit. Wow. I didn't know that. (laughs) What what did she like any like tips or tricks that Uh, she taught? I mean, she's all about using those those flat handle brushes. The flat you know the flat like the like paddle ones. ones. The paddle ones. Uh-huh. Can you talk about with the big... The, like, for, like... French ones. The thing for your... What is it? Highlight? Or am I crazy? They had a really big moment on Instagram where I feel like all the influencers were promoting them for a while. Oh, paddle brushes. I believe you. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that's what... Uh, she Those things and just a lot of eye stuff and... Do you still use those? I do actually, um, but I still use the beauty blender too. Oh, I use a lot of stuff. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Okay, okay. Sure I wasn't sure. Fun. Well, no one can see what we just saw, but I'll that. put a picture up. Google it. I won't. <laughs> put a picture up for our audio podcast. No. <laughs> no. Um, I remember I was helping you with Miss um, Barracuda. Was it last year? When you did the cereal monster. Oh, I, that's when I won swimsuit week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was the oatmeal monster from Calvin and Yeah, Rob. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that was a random memory because you used a weird brush. You gave me a weird brush <laughs> to paint you with. I think it was a kabuki brush <laughs> to paint your whole oh. body. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Kabuki yeah. brushes are gigantic. Yeah. Um, For the body. Yep, yeah. yep. I that. that was a fun moment. I feel like you're kind of a competition queen. Like, how did that happen? Well, I think it was because for me, drag is about performance. Mm-hmm. So I think for everybody, drag is different. You know, sometimes it's about looks. Sometimes it's about, you know, I don't know, hosting, <laughs> networking, you know. Yeah, of yeah. course. Whatever. Of course. But um, <clears throat> for me, it was all about performance. So uh, I just threw myself into performing. And really, the only opportunity you have is competing yeah i agree with I that agree. when you're new I'm yeah like, i didn't know anyone so yeah. i literally mm-hmm. threw myself into look queen and and then like a month later i got into the prelims and um i was forced to like compete with all these like hardcore <laughs> like that was the year sugar cane one i remember that year um and I was it was very intense i got pictures <laughs> i remember that it was that's before i knew you yes didn't you also do it the following year too? Yeah. I did it the following yeah. year. Yeah, I remember that look because it was like so gorgeous at the finale. Two years in a row, and it's not happening this year, but hopefully it'll happen. I know. I really miss like Look Queen was like how I like saw a lot of like emerging New York City talent, and yeah. I feel like there's not like a central place for that anymore. I'm really, I'm really bummed I never got to do it. So yeah, it was just like back. it's coming back. I think. okay. I hope so. I, they just need to find a good centralized venue for it. That's like, I agree. So just so everyone can go. It it really requires a, a particular kind of venue too, like a decent stage. Absolutely, because people really like go all out for their numbers or used to. <laughs> so, circling back to the beginning, where are you from originally? New York City. Oh, what part? Um, Manhattan. Oh. Yeah. Mm. I'm Puerto Rican, Italian, very New York. Oh, very New York. <laughs> and uh, then when I was nine, my mom took me to Florida. Uh huh. Florida for like middle school, high school. Mm-hmm. What part of Florida? Uh, Clearwater, Largo, St. Pete. That's where I was born. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know 
Uh, no, maybe. <laughs> I didn't know you were from Florida. Or Lived there. So I went there yeah. <laughs> and then you went to California, right? For a little bit? Uh, that was only, that was later. Later, later? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's okay. Never mind. <laughs> How did you get into drag originally? How? Like, what inspired you to, like, get into it? That's a long story. <laughs> um, we got time. <laughs> let's see. What's the short version of it? How did I get into drag? It was like, so honestly, like I'm, I'm what I call a recovering bro. So <laughs> I, I was petrified for most of my life to ever be perceived as feminine, mm-hmm. um, like many toxic masculine <laughs> like many dudes. Ways. Um, and I remember when I was younger, I used to go to a lot of raves and like, mm-hmm. but like with straight people. You know, mm-hmm. like maybe the random gig I hear in there. Yeah. Um, I never, I didn't go to circuit parties, and I didn't. I went to some gay clubs just to like socialize, but I was mostly into like I had mostly straight friends. And then when I, when I was here in New York City during that time, I would go to, to like the Roxy, which is like this legendary gay club where at midnight all the men would take off their shirts, and it became this weird circuit party, and they played like hard trance. <laughs> And, um, and if you went into the back, right, past the line of people like sucking each other off, all the way to the back, there was a little runway area where people were voguing. Oh. And I would go and I would watch them and I would just be like in awe of these people and think I'd be thinking in my mind I could never ever ever do this, but just being so envious of them because oh. they were able to be so vulnerable and put themselves out there and like it just looked so fun. Yeah. And I remember one time one of them actually came up to me and they're like, why do you always come back here staring at us? And I was like, you never dance, you never say anything. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. And I was like afraid. Um, but, and now years later, I'm, I'm like, I'm full geesh. Yeah. <laughs> but, I'm glad um, you finally like took the plunge. Fully like, I mean, we're talking like 14, 15 years later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, that that was kind of like the thing that planted the seed and then i'm mm. like oh, of course i'm a drag race kid i watched yeah. drag race but i was just like a fan for a long time mm-hmm. and then um eventually when i when i was like in into acting like i was like hardcore into being an actor i i, I got some work some like regional theater work and i and i loved it but i i hated the whole audition process and like the fact that you have to get into this industry and schmooze with all the agents and the casting directors yep. kiss yep. everyone's ass yep. <laughs> pretend you like people you don't even know and mm-hmm. it was really hard for me because um, I'm not I'm not the greatest bullshitter so I have one of those bitch faces like <laughs> you know it you know, I'm trying to hide it so um, basically I I think I was like with a really close friend who used to coach me um, and I was I was doing an audition like coaching for an audition he was coaching me for an audition sorry and I was practicing with him and it was a comedic scene mm-hmm. and I was doing it over and over and it wasn't funny and um, my friend goes why don't you try it as if you were a drag queen oh and I was like okay and it was like he he like lifted this thing it gave me permission mm. you know because when I was in college, I did like math, like hyper masculine Puerto Rican roles. Right? Yeah, I can imagine. Like my teachers were like, "You're gonna be in CSI. You're gonna be a cop. You're gonna be a detective. You're gonna be like that, like Hispanic, you know." Yeah, so, like, the stereotype. You know? <laughs> and um, 
even though I'm pale, I'm still, you know, like I have rough skin and like whatever. So, um, oh, so I did this, this thing and I, I, and after I did it, the whole drag queen idea, uh, with this performance, my friend was like, that's the funniest I've ever seen you in my life. And I was, and I, I don't know, that also kind of planted a seed, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I could say like a year later, I went through this, like 2016, probably like the most awful year of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I, uh, without getting into too much detail, a lot of terrible, awful things happened to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I moved my life over in the, it was in the process of moving my life to the West coast. And I ended up like homeless in Portland, Oregon. And I, and, uh. I was taken in by my friend Poodle who, um, with a group of like, it was basically, I was taken into this place called Booty House, and which doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. And Booty House was just like this house of crazy um, drag queens that used a lot of drugs. Mm. <laughs> Hopefully they're not mad at me for saying <laughs> like, I mean, that's what I would expect in it, it was just like West Coast. A lot a lot of drugs and a lot of shenanigans and a lot of wildness and like a bunch of crazy Portland drag queens. And, um, the first night I was staying there, they're like, we're going to a drag show. And I'm like, okay. And I went with them and I saw this incredible queen named Menorah Horowitz. who was like a Jewish, oh. <laughs> Jewish trans queen. I don't think she does drag anymore. I think she just became trans and like left drag. I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. she, uh, she did this, where have all the cowboys gone by Paula Cole mm-hmm. and it was just the most like beautiful vulnerable theatrical experience and I was like shaking and I mm-hmm. said you know what like I can do this and maybe even better Ooh, <laughs> you know? that's important not, and it wasn't like not better than her but like, like just like I could really do this well yeah basically. and bring your own twist um, and I just love that she's doing this kind of banal pop song like who gives a shit mm-hmm. but like turning it into this real character mm-hmm. and so that's basically what fueled my drag to begin with um just taking really shallow pop songs and mm-hmm. finding out like who that person is i like that creating a character out of it i love the portland scene so that was cool is incredible. It's so i know a lot of the queens special. from there yeah <laughs> i agree i wish more people could experience it i know um, so inspiring it reminds me a lot of brooklyn yeah it's like brooklyn but like (sighs) i feel but it's like brooklyn but i think a little bit more i don't know outdoorsy being in new york city yeah so people they're just more earthy yeah they're very earthy and they also have a lot less spaces to perform in which is very unfortunate over there that's always like an issue with the portland girls (laughs) so yeah if it wasn't for that awful year and being in portland I probably would not have gotten into drag. That's so then the following year, I came back to New York City mm-hmm. and um, I started going to Look Queen from researching, um, like just wa- I basically w- watched all the interviews of all the Drag Race queens that uh, I loved, and they all said Look Queen twenty times. Yeah, like, this Look Queen, you know. <laughs> and so I I went to the Monster where it was, and I started. Well, I I was also singing. There's a piano there. Yeah, yeah. and like. I was singing at the piano bar mm-hmm. and there was this person next to me, this Asian guy who was like, you would like get in my face 
and like try and harmonize with me and it was very aggressive and I was like what is this guy doing I was like so upset you know I hate West Village because I wasn't sure what he wanted from me but I didn't but I guess like slowly I started to realize like he was really nice he was just like getting in my face you know um, but we started talking and um he's like why are you here You're like blah 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 and, I'm, and I was like I was like believe it or not I want to do drag but I'm too afraid so I just come to the piano and I sing and then like I'll run and watch the show when it comes on, you mm. know, and he goes, he goes, well, why don't you do it? And I was like, well, I don't know how to do anything. I don't know how to put on makeup. I don't know like, mm-hmm. how to make myself look like a woman or anything. And he goes, oh, I'll teach you. <laughs> and I was like, sure. You know, like this is New York City. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? People, they're always, they'll make promises and then the next day they forget about you. But he actually like came over to my house every week, taught me makeup. And he wasn't even a drag queen himself. He was just this guy. He was like the Vietnamese dude who had very fishy female features uh, and would put on makeup. Um, do you still talk to him? Yeah, his, his name is DeLong. Anyway, he's, he's I mean, we don't talk as much anymore, but he he was the one that taught me makeup. Oh, that's um, amazing. That's really, yeah. Yeah. That's really sweet. And he made my pads. Wow. It was pretty incredible. He's like the fairy godmother of drag and he wasn't even a drag queen. (laughs) Yeah. Really weird. And when people when I first started they're like, Who taught who like who taught you? And they're like I'm like, I don't know, it's just some person. Like just (laughs) (laughs) Some person. (laughs) Some guy. It's fine. Oh yeah, so the first time was and then the one day it was like it was just like look queen it was a sunday and i said you know what? i'm just gonna i had i had been oh i had wanted to do what kimchi did kimchi in an interview she said i practiced makeup for three months and then i went out so that's mm. what i did i practiced makeup for three months i still looked like shit <laughs> and then i just dove in um and my first performance i did countdown by beyonce Ooh, that's very difficult um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think I that night I was I met Vitani the goddess, and I met Egypt. I performed against both of them. Egypt won, of course. I mean, yeah. always. Uh, but I had the most fun ever. Um, I was I was wearing pantyhose instead of tights, so you could see my pads coming out from that. <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, Jasmine Van Wales was one of the judges, mm-hmm. and she goes, she goes. You were very good, but I can see your pads. And, <laughs> and Egypt's like, yeah, if you want, if you want to be, want to take this seriously, you need to cover up, cover up your pads. <laughs> and I was like, well, maybe I don't want to be taken seriously. <laughs> that's true too. <laughs> I feel like that's always like a critique on like every single competition I watch in um, Manhattan. It's always like we we can either like see your pads or you're not wearing the proper stockings. There's a run in your stockings. Like it's always the same critique. Oh, my favorite critique I've got. Well, I've gotten a few favorite. Um, but one was like, I I, I don't wear wigs because I don't like wigs. But they loved everything about my performance. But their only critique was, um, we don't like, you're not wearing a wig. And I was like, uh-huh. Anyways, <laughs> like, give me feedback more. Yeah. And then um, they, I didn't make the top, out of like six com- uh, competitors, I didn't make the top three. But they loved everything else. But I didn't, wasn't wearing a wig. And I was oh, like, that's why you me. lost. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. The power of the wig. <laughs> wig, but stockings are just such a huge thing in competitions in Manhattan. I don't know why. Because uh, I think it's like, 
Baby queens don't know where to get like, I, I Caprizi. Guess it, is it Caprizi? Capizio. Capizio. See, uh, clearly someone here doesn't know where to also, get Also, what if your aesthetic is riptide? No, I know. It's it's funny. It's just such a like weird critique. Because like, I feel like you could critique on so many other important things. It's always the small stuff. They're like, hmm. I feel like they don't know. <laughs> I feel like they don't know what else to tell them. Yeah. So they're like, okay, this is where we yeah. go. <laughs> um, how'd your name come about? Um, Will. <laughs> Will. Will. Um, I'm like, it's a combination of things. Like, I've always really been into tarot cards. And oh, the fool. Yeah. So oh. It's the fool. Um, I love the fool archetype. I love in Shakespeare. I love the fool character mm-hmm. and. I was often cast as the fool or the jester or the wild card or the weirdo. Um, and that pivotal year, 2016, the, I felt like the reason that I went through so much, the reason that I, that yeah, the reason that I lost everything was because I was so foolish. Oh. So in a way, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like, it's a sad name for me mm-hmm. because of it's kind of like a punishment almost like I was so stupid to do what I did that year mm-hmm. that I'm, I've kind of like forever branded myself the fool. Um, and I always, I never hear the name Felicia. And I think one time I was like, I was literally like taking a nap and I was like, Felicia, Felicia, Fool, fool, foolish. Oh, there it is. Foolish. Yeah. I love it. I love and a good pun. <laughs> I wanted the fool in my name. Like, mm-hmm. And I, the fool is just, it's an important archetype. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of these Saturnalia festivals. Have you heard Maybe. of the Saturnalia festival? Maybe. Describe so, it. <laughs> in medieval times, the, once a year, they would, um, they would, take some idiot off the street <laughs> and they'd put a crown on him and make him king for the for like a week or something. It sounds kind of familiar. So like the king wasn't the king anymore. It was the fool. And the fool was the king. Mm-hmm. And he would like tell people what to do and like people would just party. And this no, isn't the Feast of Fools, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's Works. Yeah, yeah. That's from Notre Dame. From the yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Mark yeah, Hare's favorite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Feast of Fools came from Saturnalia. Mm. Um, okay that makes sense yeah i like it so so yeah it has a lot of layers and meanings for me i guess i feel like also the fool the card it's like the on the rider weight the character is like blindly walking off the cliff and i remember like talking Uh, to you when i when you first became my mom and how you were saying how like you can't think too much and you just need to like kind of like blindly go for it without like letting things hold you back so yeah yeah it's about the, the fool doesn't give a shit the fool just lets go and that's what he wants and like doesn't think about the consequences <clears throat> also i feel like all drag queens are kind of fools in a way you know like the good ones <laughs> the good ones the good yeah ones. no the I good the most entertaining ones are definitely that mm-hmm. the ones who don't take themselves too seriously mm-hmm. sorry martyr so it's also <laughs> just a good reminder in general like i'm not taking myself too seriously <laughs> I just got red. No, that's say it did. <laughs> um, do you want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a mini break. Let's yeah. read your cards. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Did you read cards? Yeah, yeah she did. Cards. Here. Oh my God, 
The Aquarian deck for the two Aquarians. Oh, and our birthdays are oh, one day after each other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she's the, you're the 23rd. 23rd and you're the 22nd. 22nd. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll see you kid, later, kids. Bye. Bye. I know. Wig. I feel that already. Wig. Okay. Wig. Did you just say wig? Wig. Okay. Yeah, we're back. Hi. Hi. Oh, we just got our tarot read. Yeah. That's very lovely. Thank By you. a witch. By a witch. Thank you, Miss Freya. <laughs> Don't burn her, but or if you do, she'll come back to life. Of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. So Freya, where are you from originally? I am from New York, like my mom. What part? <laughs> from Queens. Ooh. Oh really? Yeah. A queen from Queens. Queen from Queens. Ah. Queens. The queen of Queens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't lived in Queens for like many years. <laughs> So what's your background? In drag? Or no, more like your like ethnicity and all that. Oh, I'm like, I feel like I'm just like a mix of a lot. Like a little bit from like Europe and mm -hmm. South America. And um, but mainly I am like a fourth generation New Yorker. So I feel like mm -hmm. uh, very just New York. <laughs> I, I totally I totally know how you feel. Yeah. I'm very that as well. <laughs> Was I the only non- native new yorker here. i guess you that's are, like the, yeah. that's probably our, this is probably our first episode really where we had the most like yeah, native shit. new yorkers in one room i'm a native new yorker in spirit that's Gosh. okay we forgive you <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get your name freya so uh freya i was i've been doing drag for like somewhere between two and two and a half years i don't know if when the actual point of me starting drag is because I was definitely like a bedroom queen for some time and then I fell into kind of co-hosting a gig very randomly really like very lucky with that um just like lightning in a bottle opportunity of a bedroom queen getting to have a stage mm -hmm. um so I don't know exactly when I started doing drag uh but I was doing like this was like two and a half two years ago I was doing drag as a totally another character and her name was Victoria I didn't it felt really genuine at the time um but then the more I grew and the more I like learned things it just didn't feel genuine anymore and I took a really long break mm -hmm. probably for about well it was like November to February I tried coming back in February and something just didn't feel right and it was like February and it wasn't until July that I got like this like spark where I was like I want to do this again but this doesn't feel right. Like I need all new everything, new wigs, new face, like new way of painting my makeup. Um, and it was kind of, I needed like new clothes. And I started like in July and August, I spent a lot of time at home those months, just like putting together outfits and mm -hmm. like buying things and then customizing them and learning how to make things and stoning and ripping things. And it, after about like six weeks of that, um, I had friends visiting from like LA and DC for DragCon, mm -hmm. where we were like going out in drag every day, or not every day, but a lot. And um, I was working at their booth for DragCon, and I realized people would ask me my name, and I wouldn't even want to tell them my name because like it just didn't feel like me. And Victoria is a lovely name, like I I love that name, but it didn't feel genuine to me anymore. And I don't even think it was about the name. I just feel like I was this new creature. And Victoria just kept reminding me of the old character. 
and I needed something different. And I was like going really crazy, very in my head that week. Uh, I had three people staying in my apartment and honestly, they heard me morning, noon and night talking about how I needed a new name. And I think, Caitlin, you like, I would, I was texting you about it then. Yes, you were. And I was like going through like eight names a day. I'd like run up to my friends at DragCon. I'd go to their booths. Like, what do you think of that? And like, sometimes it was really funny. My friend um, was at another booth and their face just dropped. And I like, I knew like, okay, I can't use that name. <laughs> I had some of the most awful ideas. Clam. <laughs> That's your name. That's my name. Um, and I was at the gym. Um, I was like in this like really zen meditative state at the gym and Freya just came to me. Uh, It was about a month before Caitlin, Vicky and Annie and I were in Provincetown and we did a full moon seance and we summoned a few goddesses to like give us power, not like in a bad way, just kind of like, you know, just asking for them to like manifest good energy with us. And um, we like someone like Venus and Freya. And I've always been really drawn to the goddess Freya. Um, and what's she the goddess of? I don't even she's know. She's a Norse goddess. Um, she's really like, I guess in the textbook sense, they say she's the Norse goddess of love, but she's also like, um, like love, sex, death, like kind of all of the things that I feel like I really bring into my drag aesthetic mm. as well. So I feel like during that seance, um, I gave Freya some like offerings. We like buried like some cookies for her in the set. <laughs> that sounds so dumb right now. No, but it was it a worked. really powerful seance. <laughs> like we, anyone that was there can tell you it was really, it was a great experience. And at the gym that day, it just like came to me like Freya is this being that gives me so much like hope and power and energy. Um, and drag to me in the best sense is like empowering giving me that same energy that I ask Freya for so I uh I'm like why not just be Freya and to me that was perfect also because something that held me back with Victoria was always trying to like paint pretty or I don't know just trying to like fit a certain look and with the popularity of Dragula and just I don't know me getting more and more deeper into like the Brooklyn drag scene I really appreciate that I can walk around with ripped tights and I don't need to look pretty and I can like have you know like a my makeup looking like slime stripping down my face and I love that like since Freya is like otherworldly I don't need to subscribe to just like looking like you know however uh, a, a drag queen is supposed to look according to like you know the the archaic the RuPaul drag race <laughs> yeah yeah the- the drag erasers. The, the, the mm. drag erasers. Um, <laughs> so that's how I got my name. I like that. I love that <laughs> yeah, because I remember, I don't know when you started calling yourself Freya, but I remember when you told me to start calling you that, and I was like, okay. I, I posted it. I think I thought about it um, all the beginning of September, and I was like telling people um, the name change, and then I made like a big not a big post, but I made an Instagram post about it like late September because I had Tess Tickle's drag brunch uh, booked on September 29th. That was like my big reemergence out of my cocoon type thing. So I posted about a week before uh, uh, letting everyone know the name change. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I love a growth and evolution story. Thank you. <laughs> Has Felicia been like an influence on all this change? Um... 
I would. I mean, yes, Felicia is has been wonderful. I don't know if I think the thing I love about Fool as my mom is that she gives me room to grow, lets me be me, and doesn't try to mold me. Um, I have full autonomy on who I want to be, and she will love and support me regardless of if it's her aesthetic or not. Um, mm-hmm. I think our aesthetics are actually aligning, though. So I think I can see subconsciously it. she has influenced me um, more just like to give less fucks and just kind of to go out there and do what what I want um, rather than caring about what how will this come across. But I feel like uh, she's just been like really supportive and it's really nice having her just to run ideas by and talk and have just somebody I really respect like lend an ear to ideas and kind of build on it. I I think that we've both grown a lot in drag since we've met. We were both baby queens when we met and even though as she said, she wasn't ready to be a mom. Um, I think our energies just clicked as people. We have a lot in common. We like both are like drawn to similar things. We have um, energies that just intertwine really well. I think something early on that got us kind of our friendship going was our love of just like the tarot cards and like reading mm-hmm. tarot. Um, and then this year we lived together for a few months and that just kind of was just an explosion of just like energy in a, in a good way mm-hmm. where we we really became family like in in every sense of the word mm-hmm. um so i feel like like sorry where was it going <laughs> <laughs> well no I, well i actually i wanted you to talk yeah. more about fool so, <laughs> there's just so much to say i love this person so much yeah. that i just could talk about this for Ever. But yeah, no, I feel like we've both grown a lot since we met. Um, and it's cool because we, even though she's my mom in the drag sense, we're actually really good friends. And I feel like we just kind of encourage each other at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really comfortable. Um, but she like offers me endless amounts of inspiration. And yeah. Um, well, going off of that, I met you and Felicia. Well, I don't know about Felicia, but I definitely met you at WEPA. Um, that's wh- sort of where we got acquainted. Um, but, but before that, I met you when you were assisting a queen at um, Mix BK 2018. Yes, in the dressing room. And yeah. I remember, I forget what they needed, but they mm-hmm. needed something. And um you had it and you were like nice enough to lend it to them and i remember was it like a hairpin or something i think it was like it was either eyelash glue or something i don't know it was something small but like i feel like at the competition um like i would just picture that people would just be like oh here take this take this so you could win but like you were you were just like really nice and you weren't being like cunty or like cutthroat no i mean like competitions i'm just like especially for that kind of competition it's like i want you everyone to if they do win like uh, based on their performance on everything so like yeah. if i can just help you like get look wise fine yeah i'll help you That's i loved fine. that though. yeah it's just i don't know it's just like a kind thing how to, bianca del rio of you whatever <laughs> and i didn't win that <laughs> <laughs> so, whatever neither did they I, you know 
But uh, but Wepa is when we really got acquainted. And, yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about So that, that is a thing. Uh, it was like twice a month at a place in Williamsburg. That no longer exists. R.I.P. <laughs> um, I miss that place. <laughs> They had good food. Yeah, and it was twice a month, and it was pretty cool. It was not in a queer space, but it was it was in a Mexican restaurant. But I, it was great that they gave us a space to you know bring the queer community and our energy just into their uh, place, and we would take over two Wednesdays a month. Oh, it definitely felt like an invasion. It was like <laughs> it was definitely an invasion chaos. Uh, but it was really fun. It uh, it was like really how I got acquainted with some of the, at that time like unknown girls and like we kind of built like a family out of that. Um, Cause yeah. I remember, I remember some of the girls would like go out on the street and be like, "We're having drag shows!" Like it was so <laughs> fucking wild. It was so funny. Well, I liked great. it because it was an outdoor space, and I you don't yeah. usually get to see drag outside in New York. They do it in other places, but not in New York. So it was one of the like rare occasions where you just like see drag performances happening yeah. like in an outside space. People would space. like line up at the gate, like they'd be walking past, and they just like be standing there watching us. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it was wild because like we. I, I feel like a normal, like, so it was sort of like drag dinner or drag cabaret kind of style. Like, mm-hmm. where you, you're yeah. eating while you're enjoying a show. Uh, maybe enjoying. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we, we, but we had like 12 girls or something. We'd have like a long list it of girls. It was like, we did, it was a lot. We did a break, like a small break, but it was also just like rapid fire, like one after another. Yeah. So you, yeah. <laughs> that energy was like really wild because it was just like a lot of girls all at once. And we only did like, I think like one number. And then we did like a group number at the end. But like, always a group number, always yeah. unrehearsed. Like the day before, <laughs> we'd email out the Chaotic. song we picked and it would just be like an explosion of queens everywhere. Like not choreographed, not like this is my part, this is yours. We just each would be doing our own number to the song, but at the same time. <laughs> I kind of miss that energy. In I loved it. Like, Structured weekly shows are great, but like that chaotic energy of like twelve performers just performing a song, all straight people are enjoying it, is kind of like my favorite thing. We'll bring it back. We we need to. There should be like a new Wepa, but not that one. What would we call it? Do we call it Wepa Wednesday? I'm not. I don't think. No. No. I'm not. Is I think it's a Puerto Rican term. I didn't name it. Um, My co-host. For that event, they were working at the venue, like, uh, and they... Well, they it's like of, Mexican food, right? Yeah, yeah, they were bartending yeah. there, and they they set it up, and they brought me on the first time to do the music, mm-hmm. but I don't really remember what turn of events led me to being on stage that night, mm-hmm. I think to introduce them, but then we kind of got into, like, a fun banter type thing, and it worked... I guess um, that I then would kind of just co-host from there on out. You're great to co-host. Thank you. I, I love the, hosting. I remember the one performance you did with your mom. I think it was like my um, real mom. Your real, like your legit birth mother. Um, <laughs> your blood mom. Your blood mom. For Broadway night, I did. Um, I, don't, I gave I her. You weren't there. I gave no. her a makeover on stage. You did what? Yeah. <laughs> and it was um, it was a hair. Pr- Hairspray song. I, mean, I did uh, Welcome to the 60s because the yeah. song is like the uh, the mom from Hairspray is like not cool and adapting to the times. And then Tracy, the character is like 
trying to tell the mom to be cool. And so I took that as like, okay, mom's like sitting there looking like a mess. And I then make her over Aww. as the song progresses. Hey, mama, hey, mama. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a good, some good times. I would love to bring that kind I, of energy. I back. would love like, because a lot of our drag friends are kind of like in the same circle. And I, I liked WIPA because it was like everybody together. I would yeah. love if like everyone just did a show again together. Like, I would love their that. Own uh, is that where you and Martyr met? No, no, okay. no. But though we did meet through Vicky. Th- that's when we got a little closer. But okay, like, yeah, yeah we already knew each other. That yeah. one time that that you was were the only there, time I ever went. The <laughs> night before we went to Provincetown. Oh yeah, yeah I do remember that. <laughs> that yeah. was the only time I ever went. Yeah. Oh, but I heard about Wapa for so long because Vicky always did it. It was fun. Yeah, Vicky yeah. Deville. Vicky Deville. We love her. Yeah. Shout out. Um, Shout out. Our listen OG to our old ghost. Yeah, uh, yeah. OG ghost. OG. <laughs> Uh, uh, guest, yes, thank you. <laughs> Marcia's not drunk at all right now. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's only three in the afternoon. It is three oh. in the afternoon. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of makeovers, you are one of the New York City's premier makeup artists. Oh my God, thank you. In <laughs> real life, you are actually the person who really taught me how to do drag makeup. So you're like my unofficial drag mama. Oh well, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, because you are my drag daughter. Um. Clam. Clam Coldster. Yes. <laughs> Clam Coldster. We just need to get you some uh, performances oh, now. Definitely not happening. But I would kill someone to watch Caitlyn perform. Absolutely not. That's what I did when I was a little kid. Not anymore. When we get, when we get our first live show... Your performance. Hell no. I'm As not. Clam, yeah. No, I'm only not. if we like get like 150 people at the venue Work. or something. I'll, I'll <laughs> and I get lots to, of tips. I'll probably have to hire 125 I will, of them. <laughs> if you hire people, I will do it. Um, <laughs> at the Rosemont the other night, I saw a brilliant performance. It was 40 seconds long to the Golden Girls theme song. I think that should be your first number. I love the Golden Girls. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. So you are really, really good at doing makeup. Thank you. How long have you been a makeup artist? Um, I honestly have been doing makeup since I was really young, like a kid, mm-hmm. but not in a serious way, mm-hmm. but I've played around with it forever. Um, and I'd say professionally about five years, but before that was probably five years of me doing it non-professionally just mm-hmm. for friends. Um, but always. <laughs> yeah. You've made over many a queen and want to be I've done <laughs> makeup with Martyr as well. You did. You yeah. helped me improve some of my techniques. And Thank I was very you. Thankful for you that. were one like the fastest like makeup workers. I feel like if that makes sense, like you can put on makeup or a beat like so quickly. I've never seen someone work as quickly as you oh gosh, doing you. makeup. It's And like you do it perfectly because you and you can figure out people's faces very quickly, which is such a skill. Thank you. Is there like any sort of like tip or trick to like best figure out your face? Um, yeah, I feel like it's one of those things I can see in my head. And maybe when I say it, it doesn't sound as make as much sense. But in the I'll try. Um, I feel like bone structure and angles is something each person has that is different. Mm-hmm. And once you look at their face and you figure out because with makeup, if you're doing, um, you know, if you want to do like a cat eye and a basic contour type thing, mm-hmm. there there's certain angles where you're going to put the contour in the cat eye. And it's it's kind of like 
doing a lot and figuring this out but each person has certain lines on their face that you're going to look for and once you find those and you angle the the slope of the cat eye point and the where you're going to put the contour it's really easy then just looking at face 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 and knowing where you're putting those lines Mm. yeah you really because like i contour was always hard for me to understand like because i conceptually i get it but like to actually figure out for your own personalized face i think that's like such a skill thank you is there any like current like makeup trends or tricks that you would recommend um i feel like with like instagram and youtube the past few years like every trend or trick has like come into public consciousness Mm -hmm. and my main thing uh not even with drag makeup just in general it's Mm -hmm. finding out what works for you i know Mm -hmm. that like my mom would be like oh like this magazine said these tones are in style for fall or something (laughs) Um, especially (laughs) like just like with AFAB people, like we're always being like pushed upon to like have certain colors. Right. For us. Like these are the colors for fall. And it's like, to me, it's like, no, like what works for you? Find out what works mm. for your face and run with that. Like who cares if cosmopolitan or whatever yeah. says it's in style. It's so, it's just like ridiculous. <laughs> but, um, I feel like, yeah, do what works best for your face. And then with like drag makeup, this is so funny. I'm actually, um, doing a panel this Friday with, some of my favorite queens on drag makeup. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is great preparation for that. But some things with drag makeup is, I don't know. Oh, well, I think that what I've seen, because I've had some like people that want to get into drag contact me recently and have had them like come over my house for like painting sessions. Mm -hmm. Um, Something is the lashes oh that's something i find really really um something people struggle with in the beginning i still are finding ones that fit their face Mm -hmm. uh don't be afraid to like trim them to make them not droop because a droopy lash is no good and uh angling them up i feel like so many people put the lash on and they like line them against their natural Mm -hmm. lash line and for drag queens we we kind of put them on a complete angle (laughs) Mine start at the base of my eyelash and they go up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so they they wing out a little more. Exactly. I, I think you could, like comment on that when I was playing around with you. Yeah. I have um shout out to, to Chimera lashes. They're paper and I love them dearly. Um, but they're like cheap and reusable and stuff. Because I feel like the re- uh the normal like three hundred ones. I mean, I, I don't use them. Are they reusable? 301s don't look good on me. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, it's like, uh, they, uh, but yeah, they're reusable. As they long as you clean them. Like oh. I, after I take them off, I clean, not my 301. I don't use, through. I gave my 301s away actually. Um, <laughs> I take my lashes off and I clean them with like oil and okay. pull all the glue off and I guess, and then you could like wash them. Okay. Yeah. So, so the paper ones are good for like, maybe like two or three months use and then i usually get buy like a new pair um so i don't know yeah same with i use um larissa that's the brand um but yeah it's the same thing with those like i think i get like two months out of them three because i don't know i i see all those tutorials with like three lines and people are like cutting them really weird and like how economical is this because it's usually like drag race stars and stuff they're like <laughs> cutting up their lashes like weird i'm like how can you reuse these like it, um, that because that's like the first thing in my mind i'm like i don't want to buy new lashes every look i do if you cut them up every time maybe i don't know i 
weirdly enough never seen these videos. Yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, definitely you could reuse strip lashes. Okay. Well, my favorite was we both saw Trixie Mattel and she was wearing 10 pairs of lashes on top yes. of each other. So you can stack that shit. Yeah, you can. But stack you couldn't them. see her eyes. So it was kind of creepy. <laughs> like, because it just weighed on her eyelids so much. Like, you could barely see her eyes. Yeah. It's, People it's have eyes still? That's weird. I, I know. That's, that's so 2019. 2019. We, we only um, view each other with her um, ears now. That's why we do podcasts. That's why we do podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> you were ahead of me on that one. <laughs> so we were talking about this a little bit off mic, but. I definitely think you are one of like New York City's secret scene queens. I agree. Like oh you God, are you. everywhere, every night, almost. <laughs> you are always at, especially like in Brooklyn venues. I feel like you're there more than. Like, I love Brooklyn drag. Yeah. I, uh, the past few months, I've been going out a lot. Um, you don't even look live in Brooklyn. Yeah, that's the funny thing. You, you you like also like live in a great location, but it's not Brooklyn, and like you're just always in Brooklyn. Brooklyn drag has just really been speaking to me lately um i live in manhattan i live in the east village and there's some great venues in manhattan and i do love supporting my local bars but something about the brooklyn drag is really connecting with me and i think a lot of it is that now as freya the past i guess three months of exploring this new side of my drag it just really aligns with the values of brooklyn i feel like i can wear whatever I want and that's not to say that I don't think about my outfits I um do put a lot of thought into it but I don't always feel like I need to look pretty and things can be ripped and things can be falling apart um a certain aesthetic that I think is appreciated in Brooklyn I think Brooklyn appreciates pretty alternative so like if you're in that kind of same sense but also doing something a little different Mm -hmm. we're gonna latch onto it and be like that's fucking cool. So, yeah. I think you do fit in here. Thank it's you. The same with Felicia. I think she fits in here, too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, I feel like over the years, you've, like, developed a lot of friendships with people who, like, end up becoming drag famous. I think a lot of that has to do with going out and living in New York City. I'm a native New Yorker. Um, I've been, like, sneaking into bars to see drag shows since I was, like, 17. Mm-hmm. Hey. Typical. <laughs> and none of those venues exist anymore, but it was, so like, a funny. completely <laughs> different drag scene back then. Mm-hmm. But I feel like just over the years of being out in New York and seeing drag, um, you just meet people and form friendships with them. And yeah. since there is such a concentration and, like, hotbed of creative Um, energy and drag here sometimes more times than not like when things are being cast they look to new york for of course the queens and you kind of see them grow from like you know local queens to someone everyone knows so i I think a lot of that's just being from new york and going out in new york for the past like 10 years speaking of drag families you actually have a blood relative who also does drag and also recently changed their drag name well, also, my blood mom is now a drag queen because we did that thing together. That's true. Um, her drag name is Whore. I know you weren't talking about her, but I no, just I know. To put I didn't that know into. that either. Yeah. Her name is Whore. Whore. Yeah. Um, but my sister, yeah, is um a working or performing drag queen in Phoenix. Um, she did also have a name uh change. We uh, my sister was living in London and moved to Phoenix earlier this year or last year. 
Um, yeah. And was going by Dorian Vane and then decided with the change of scenery and scene that Vane just fit into Phoenix more and Dorian was more London. Um, so that was, it was funny because we, we did our name switch around the same time mm-hmm. and it felt really, it felt kind of cool. Like, cause this person who I'm like really, really close to mm-hmm. and I were going through that similar thing at the same time. So yeah, it made like creating a new drag persona less scary doing it together. <laughs> That's really cute actually. Thank you. <laughs> and, um, yeah, their name is Vane. Um, and they're in Phoenix. In Phoenix. I went to visit in October and really exciting. Um, Mama Felicia and I are about to go there again like next week. Oh my God. Woo! Yeah. So Phoenix drag scene's really, really cool. Um, I think it's getting more popular, but I I don't know. I went there and after being there for like a week, I was like, I want to live here. Not really. Um, I could never leave New York, but I am like, I this feel like is, that's you with every this place. Is, no, like to actually live. Like I, I'm you not going to, yeah, I'm not going to move there, but no. it's like, it's a really good like setup for her. The people, the Queens there are so amazing and like welcoming and lovely. And we went out a few times that week I was there to just kind of get her like adjusted and some like really beautiful, like amazing queens are were already booking her for shows. It's just kind of their wow. queer communities just like open arms to people mm-hmm. that, you know, are also want to be part of it. I find that a lot in like smaller areas too. Yeah, when you leave sure. New York or like any sort of huge city, I feel like it's very opening yeah. to new yeah. performers. I really loved that energy. Um because it's also kind of alternative the scene there it seems like it which is not what i would think it's when really I think of Phoenix. cool like it reminds me a lot of brooklyn as mm-hmm. well where it's like people kind of do what they want and don't worry about like fitting into a box and i love that like things outside the norm are embraced there i agree speaking of embracing the non-norm <laughs> <laughs> um we are in gratitude to you because you helped get us our interview with Abora um, from Dragula season two. <laughs> um, speaking of Dragula, I know it's um, it seems like a big influence on your drag, and I was wondering if you wanted to talk about that a little bit. I think yeah, Dragula is really great. I feel like drag um, was fed to the masses as this is what drag needs to look like from other. Um, forms of media before Dragula came out Um, at Drag Race (laughs) yeah Um, and I think it's I love that Drag Race exists I think it's really really Mm -hmm. great just to have like queer visibility in the mainstream Mm -hmm. so I'm not saying any like it's bad but I am (laughs) (laughs) but um, I think that I'm so thankful for Dragula because now in the media they're showing that drag can be more than one form Mm -hmm. and I think that that form of drag is what speaks to me and what motivates me. And uh, yeah, I love, I love Dragula so much. I mean, it helps that you're a witch. <laughs> that too. You're a little witch. It's funny, my sister and I, since we were much younger, we had like our own little like thing called House of Colster. That's the drag house we formed like when we were like 20. 
<laughs> and before we even did drag or knew that we could be drag queens as a makeup artist I always was like really into doing turning looks um so like we formed what we called a band which was really just a drag house because we didn't actually make music <laughs> we would just lip sync um but yeah we did house of cold stare and we were talking recently how like we like were basically doing the, like uh the imagery of like dragula aesthetics before we even knew it existed mm. would you ever go on dragula of course <laughs> of course um yeah i'm gonna send in a tape and hope that the stars align yeah we'll see we'll uh, see oh, maybe i'll see you on season five Ooh. Ooh. five what about four I, I need a little time to develop oh for you for me oh i was like <laughs> it doesn't four come before five four five whatever no. season. whatever season they want to count gays can't want. count let's be real i'm dyslexic <laughs> Um, and with that, we're going to take, take a, a break. Little, we're taking a little break and we'll be back with a little hey, recap. So bye kids. Bye. Bye. Wait, did you just say wig? Wig. Okay. <laughs> I am ready for my wig to go flying. And we're back. Woo. Fool, can you talk close to the mic? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Caitlin. We're, we're wrapping up. Uh-huh. Um, let's ask our usual questions to our lovely Woo. lovely friends over here. We're going to start off a little bit nice before we get a little naughty. <laughs> what is the best advice you've been given in drag? Mine is from my mama. Um, a few things, but I feel like I had a gig earlier this year, um, and we were living together at the time, and the day and this I took a little break and I thought to book myself this gig but I think I still needed a little bit more time on the break because after this gig I then wound up taking a little bit more time off um so something just didn't feel right about getting back into drag and I was like really in my head really nervous anxious and mom came to me and was like this is about having fun and like drag should be like you going out there and enjoying it. And if you're going to be in your head and miserable all day, like maybe don't do it right now. And that it's like, okay to take a break and also to have fun with it. Like it's true. Drag is like expressing yourself and creating and putting all this energy out there. And if you're not getting anything from it, why are you doing it? I feel like a lot of queens could take some of that. <laughs> what about you, fool? What was the question? The best advice you've been given in drag. The best advice I've been given in drag. I'm probably not going to remember the best advice I've been given. Or like in drag best like I ideas. <laughs> but um, I remember. Uh, I mean, I think some good advice that Dusty's given me is she's always telling me to elevate. As far as like my looks, she's like always mm. elevating, elevate your looks, elevate. Um, and I remember one time uh, I did some competition. Uh, she was judging, and <clears throat> she, I, I performed really well. And she goes, she goes, that was really, that was one of the best I've ever seen you do. And she goes, you were, you were simultaneously cunt and kind. <laughs> and I thought that was an interesting kind of um, 
juxtaposition. <laughs> juxtaposition. Um, but yeah, because it's it's if you can kind of be cunt and kind, you're kind of covering your bases, your basic bases. I like that. <clears throat> All right, now Martyr, do you want to? That's wanna... my favorite yeah? question. <laughs> Woo. What is your craziest story in nightlife, drag, what have you? Give us some shit. Give us some tea. <laughs> like the craziest thing we've done or craziest thing we've both. seen? Both. Either. Either both. A lot of people give us two stories. So. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's so many and yeah, I'm not going to be able to remember the absolute craziest one, but <laughs> um. I don't know. It's like a lot of nightlife is like alcohol fueled. So I feel like if you have a night where you're sticking around till the bar closes at four, you're seeing a lot of stuff. I am um, at the monster two years ago. There's like a drag queen that wandered in from a different bar and fell over and just started like peeing themselves on the floor. <laughs> I don't remember who it was. Caitlin, I can't believe you did that. Uh, it was <laughs> definitely me. <laughs> Oh, there okay. we go. <laughs> so one time when I was at, okay, actually, I would say some of the craziest times were at um, WEPA. That's the um, gig that we used to do together. Because, like, two years ago. We weren't getting paid. We were, well, we were with money. With food. We were getting paid with food and booze. <laughs> yep. We, <were> we <laughs> could drink as much as we wanted. We weren't getting paid. Well, okay. <laughs> oh. That's a tea for later. <laughs> but, oh, I need to hear that after. Okay. But work. Basically, um, I don't know. Oh yeah. So I was looking particularly um, stunning that night. What <laughs> Just particularly passing, I guess you could say. Oh. Which is not something I, I, I attribute to myself. But what night was it? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't remember. Uh, I remember all was. of them. But um, I was. It was the night that I did the lightsaber number. Okay. So I was wearing this kind of like slinky, shiny, full body suit with. Um, with black hair and my face was just stamped and I looked like Erica Kane from All My Children. I was just looking like very like rich white woman. Um like young rich debutante. Um Come so on, Susan Lucci. I exactly. So I I'm talking I'm sitting at the bar, like I think it was after the show, and these two guys come up and flank me, like one on each side. And they're talking to me, just like being sociable, being nice. And slowly, and I'm drunk, drunk, <laughs> right? And slowly I begin to realize that they're like kind of flirting with me. And one, and one, But they're like straight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, oh, I'm like, oh, this is weird. Because it doesn't, it doesn't happen to me very often. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one of them goes, uh, do you want some Coke? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. But anyway, it, it all kind of progressed to the point where they invited me back to their hotel room, um, but I didn't oh. go. Oh. <laughs> um, because some, well, I would have gone, but some one of, somebody else started walking up to me and talking about gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. Get tested, kids. <laughs> and the two straight guys, I think they slowly realized. <laughs> 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 What might happen? <laughs> <laughs> this pool. And they, and they ran away. Oh my god! That's amazing. I love that. Like I said, get tested, kids. Thank you. That was my PSA. 
I love those it. both were um gross thank you yeah <laughs> fabulous so where do you guys want to take your drag in the future so i've um recently like rebranded my entire drag character or evolved i think is a better word i had one name and a different aesthetic and since the like late summer of this year i just didn't feel inspired by that and i've been working on freya and i i just want to continue growing her um i feel like i picked the name freya like uh from the goddess where i don't need to necessarily like take like human or woman form um and it could kind of like be beyond being human so i feel like i just want to keep experimenting with maybe just like things like out of normal and continue pushing myself to not always have to paint like pretty or technical um and i am right now with ludlow house doing a series a drag panel performance series where every other month we pick a theme and i assemble a panel of queens to talk about whatever topic um this one we're doing now in december is makeup um the next one in february is on family and then i think after that we're going to do one on like fashion or something so i it's called breaking the mold um i just really want to grow that series that panel and turn it into something you know great i love that mm-hmm. i love that a lot fool any plans miss fool <laughs> where i want to take my drag yeah um <laughs> Dallas door. <laughs> do you want to do Dragula, Drag Race, Camp One? Oh, and Dragula, of course. Uh, I basically, I guess for me, I'm kind of doing the next step right now. I, I I've hit this point where I can't just go out in anything. I, I have to, I have to really plan my look. I guess like the first two years were kind of was like figuring shit out and now I've realized that I have to be highly intentional about my drag. I, I'm not willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think there are some queens that are like, they just put any old thing on and they don't have to wear pads or they don't have to really think about what they're doing and they can just run out the door. And I, Martyr. I just can't. <laughs> Second read. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. I, it, it doesn't feel honest. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I doesn't feel like I'm being true to my mm-hmm. my persona or my art. So uh, I have I have been working with being very intentional, planning out um, my looks, and trying things on before I leave the house instead of just throwing <laughs> something on, <laughs> doing stuff in my head. You know, mm-hmm. I think that that was the pattern before. Is like, oh, I have an idea. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do it the day of, and then I'm just going to leave the house and then be disappointed. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think I guess there's a little maturity happening. Ah. And um, so there's that. I want to dance more. I want to be more uh, – I want to I take more dance classes and um, get stretchier. I'm working on it all right now. It's all happening. Yes. Um, and I want to do a photo series that I want Photo series. <laughs> I've never heard of her. Is it the one we talked about? We talked about yeah. it, but we're not going to talk about it. Oh. Cute. Um, yeah. 
probably do a big competition next year. Yes. I'd love to see you in Miss BK, maybe. Mix BK, excuse me. It's so funny. I never do the Yeah, you, you don't. Should. You really you don't. You really should. We love you out I here. Feel like <laughs> it, it, I feel like it kind of makes sense with your brand, too. I think you could do I both. I think you're a good, like, switch. Like, yeah. In Brooklyn. Yeah. There's certain queens who can do both, and I think you I definitely think you could. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, so, we're coming to the close. Mm-hmm. Um, where can we find you? I know, Freya, you mentioned your... Um, your new performance series so yeah i'm doing a series at ludlow house um right now that's the only like regular gig i have booked but i've been really proactive on making myself go out there and book things at least a few times a month just through like brooklyn and mostly brooklyn queens i also work a lot with the westchester girls they do a drag brunch twice a month at the Liberty that I've been frequenting um, mm-hmm. performances at. Um, and on Instagram, Freya Ray, F-R-E-Y-A underscore W-R-A-Y. And uh, I, yeah, I've, I'm planning some travel um, in the upcoming months. So I think you can also find me at some gigs around the us hopefully uh, at the beginning of the year yeah that's exciting she's booked and blessed she's booked and blessed miss <laughs> mm-hmm. fool what's coming up for me yeah, yeah. What do you, what, um, and where, where can the where children can we find, find you, you basically you can find me uh at the truck stop doing head ah only only head only head um yeah <laughs> show hole babe find me in the urinal getting pissed on oh by me it's <laughs> probably true <laughs> It's probably true. Love that. Um, yeah, you know, you'll see me around. Whatever. <laughs> you can find Fool at all of my Breaking the Mold panels. Yes, I'll, I'll do it. Okay, work. That. And what is your Insta? And what's your Insta? It's at T-H-E-F-O-O-L-I-S-H-A. The Foolisha. Fool. Isha. 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 Well, thank you both for coming Yay. on a little shit show. Thank you for having Drag me. Drag families. Welcome to the first episode of 2020. Yeah, That's exciting. I'm so excited. I know. Um, hopefully we'll have a lot more. Um, anyways, I'm Mertz here. I'm C. Depper. And this was Wing It Out. Bye. I'm C. Tepper. You can follow me on Instagram at C-T-E-P-P-E-R and read my book, The State of Drag, where I interviewed 175 drag queens from around the world. All proceeds go to charity on Amazon.com. Ooh, I love that. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at DragTheMartyr. And if you have any thoughts, comments, dick pics, send them to DragTheMartyr at gmail.com. Listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Pandora. And catch up with past episodes on Work.com. That's W-E-R-R-R-K.com. Artwork for Wigging Out was provided by Glitter Baby Online. That's Glitter Baby Online. Thank you.